0: Welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Podcast Series. This podcast is an excerpt from PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Webcast Series, held on August 9, 2018, discussing the new proposed toll charge repatriation regulations. The panelists for the webcast were Ken Kuykendall, a PwC Tax Partner and our Tax Services Leader, Doug McConey, a PwC Tax Principal and our International Tax Services Leader, And Elizabeth Nelson, Mike Erse, and Mike DeFranzo, all PWC tax partners focusing on international tax issues. This excerpt consists of a general discussion among the panelists on issues five through seven of the panel's top ten issues from the regulations, all dealing with foreign tax credit issues, including foreign tax credits, credibility of withholding taxes, and PTI and exempt assets. Have a listen.
1: All right. Let's dive into foreign tax credit issues. We've gotten through calculation issues, um, so why don't we dig into the FTCs? Um, we're dealing with creditability, some withholding tax issues, the other side. So,
2: so there were a couple of provisions in the proposed regs to call attention to. Um, one was with respect to uh, the proration of deficits, essentially. So when you have a proration of deficits to a Deferred Foreign Income Corporation, it creates 965B PTI, and there, that deficit does not reduce the 902, 960 denominator when you calculate your deemed paid credits on your toll charge inclusion. So you're left with an amount of taxes, which we can call stranded 902 credits, that are not picked up in the dean-paid credit calculation for the toll charge inclusion, and they're left in the pool. And so the thought was when you pay up, they're associated with the 965B PTI that's created. And the thought was when you pay up that 965B PTI that you might be able to get those credits under 960A3 in the toll charge year or under new 960B in a post toll charge year. And what the proposed regs have done has they have deemed those credits to have been paid as if you had hypothetically picked up the 965B PTI as a subpart F inclusion, and so they are not available to be taken as credits under either 968.3, which is specifically in the proposed regs, and then they um, indicate in the preamble that they will intend to put a similar provision into the new 960B regulations that will be issued later. So those credits are no longer available. We show in this example that we have a deficit offset of um, 100 against an inclusion amount of 300. We have an inclusion of 200, but we create PTI of 300, 100 of which is the 965B PTI, and there are credits of 15 associated with that. Those credits then would not be able to be taken as credits when you pay up that 965B PTI to the US. The other provision to call attention to uh, is the haircut on any withholding taxes that might be incurred as you pay Both toll charge PTI, so 965A PTI, and 965B or deficit offset PTI up the chain to the US. Um, Both the both of those, the withholding taxes on both those amounts are haircut in the proposed regs under 965G. Um, We were expecting that there would be a haircut on the withholding taxes with respect to the toll charge PTI. It was a little bit of surprise to see that same haircut applied to withholding taxes on 965B PTI.
3: One thing I'd I'd mention, too, when you look at, and this will come up again as we go through more of these points, um, we're discussing provisions in 965, but sometimes we're going to see a window into regs that are coming later, and this is one of those places. There's going to be a rewrite of 904 regs, big changes in the foreign tax credit space. So when you're reading the 965 guidance and regs, you can start looking ahead and start to have some indicators as to where they might be going with those regulations. And we're going to see that in some of the other stuff we go through here, too.
1: I'd like to add one thing to this, and that is that, you know, you can't look at this in a vacuum. Uh, we're in guilty year for a lot of our calendar yeah. clients. So when you look at PTI that's coming home, it's not just 965 PTI. You're going to have a mix of guilty PTI. Maybe that comes first, and then the rest comes out as 965. So uh, you could be in the position where you pay a distribution from a country that has a withholding tax on dividends, and you're going to have a one-third haircut on the portion that's 965, and you might get a full credit on the guilty piece, but it goes in the guilty basket subject to those rules.
0: Right. So
2: And one of the things they didn't include in these proposed regs and presumably will be in revised like 959 regs is some kind of ordering rule right. with respect to PTI right. being paid out.
4: I suspect that a number of companies may have included the, the, the credits under 960A3 based on the statutory wording. And I think this, this, I don't think this is a surprising result, but there was some uncertainty and unclarity exactly how to apply that rule. So as we think about companies having to go back and recompute the amounts and thinking about those tax returns, which are around the quarter for the calendar year taxpayers, mm-hmm. that I, I think that's going to change for for a lot of companies, This this whether those actual stranded credits came out as a result of a distribution of PTI. And as we know, we've seen a lot of companies that now that that cash or now that that EMP has been subject to tax, wanting to bring that cash back. So there's been a lot of cash that has come back and then how to treat that withholding taxes and thinking about the tax return, as well as the, the provision, you know, is certainly something that companies are going to need to now that we have certainty to to make sure that they're consistent with that. Well,
1: to your point, likely some activity when you think about actual dividends and withholding tax that there was an anticipation of one economic effect that probably has a different economic effect right now. Although arguably, I mean, from a policy standpoint, this is very understandable. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. Anything else before we move on? All right, number seven in our top 10, and this is getting to PTI and the impact PTI has from, from just an overall basis standpoint, when you start to think about the other areas. Mike mentioned a minute ago, hey, you can't look at
4: this in a vacuum. This is a great example of, you can't look at this in a vacuum, right? No, that, that's exactly right. I think I, I was particularly surprised to actually get some insight on interest expense allocation for the foreign tax credit in this particular reg package. And yeah. So this isn't, just notice, this isn't just in the preamble either. There We actually include the reg site there, 965-6D. And what the rules tell us or what these specific rules tell us is that the PTI that is created as a result of the 965 inclusion will not be considered an exempt asset for purposes of computing the foreign tax credit and allocating specifically interest expense apportionment against our new baskets, right? Because we have our guilty basket now, we've got the branch basket, we still have the the general basket. And so we have fielded a tremendous amount of questions with respect to how is interest expense allocation going to work under these new rules? We're anticipating getting some some additional regs on this, but this is our first peek at maybe what direction the treasury is going. And so this particular provision again tells us that that 965 inclusion, this massive, massive inclusion that goes into the numerator as a result of the E and P bump is not going to be considered an exempt, it's not an exempt asset right. under 864 E3. And so, you know, I, I I'm a little unclear as far as what the other consequences of that means and you know, how we will potentially allocate interest expense against guilty, knowing under Section 250, half of it is excluded. But this is really an issue that has been challenging for taxpayers as they think about their provisions and really understanding what are the consequences of guilty, and then particularly as we think about guilty of being a, a min-tax or obviously not if we have to allocate expenses. But this is. This is the, the first piece that we're seeing with respect to expense allocations.
2: And, and this provision goes a little bit further than just interest expense apportionment because it also does not treat it as exempt income, the toll charge inclusion that gets offset by the deduction. And so when you're looking at like gross income expense apportionment, it would affect that as well. Fair you're, point. you're to apportion based on the gross income amount unreduced.
3: So that seems kind of scary to me when I'm thinking about the shift. <laughs> when you're 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 really looking at what kind of foreign source income numbers am I going to have left to be able to use my credits, and then when you know we start talking about the, the guilty basket, and you know it it may paint a pretty bleak picture here. Now we still hope that when they do write the interest allocation apportionment rules again, that they're going to find a creative way to maybe soften, soften the blow. Yeah, soften the right. blow.
4: Yeah, because the challenge would be companies, well, many companies yeah. are trying to get every dollar of cash that oh, they yeah. can out, th- out of the system beyond yeah. what's needed for working capital or deals or whatever, but there's there's still, for those non-cash <clears throat> amounts particularly, a mass amount of PTI that's still sitting in, in the system. Sure. And if that is not an exempt asset and it potentially drags expenses, and particularly interest expense into the guilty basket, that's going to limit taxpayers' ability to be able to utilize foreign tax credits to reduce their guilty, even if they're paying well above the 13.125. Point, point
1: right. That, that, that was the point to be made so you you made this point earlier probably the largest subpart F inclusion anybody's ever had right so in, in, in their organization's history so massive amount um, not all returned right off the bat so sitting out there huge sort of uptick if you will in the expense allocation numbers that are out there and we're at the same time we're looking at guilty where there's an expectation that it's to your point 13 and 8 percent that that's not the case when you start to take all this expense allocation this, this It'll be a big issue to watch. Again, we're hopeful that mm-hmm. what comes out from a standpoint of regulations on guilty might soften that impact, but have to wait. Definitely something to be mindful of. And Mike, I know every one of these webcasts we've had you on, you bring up the phrase modeling, okay? This is just another aspect of how much debt do you want to carry from a U.S. perspective when you start to think, once we know what's all happening there, how much debt do you want to carry from that standpoint? you know, what do you do with respect to offshore PTI? I mean, there's a whole lot of levers that people need to be thinking through pulling just to try and maximize
4: their situation, right? Yeah, and as we think about the modeling, I think, you know, we've developed a number of different scenarios and theories with respect to interest expense apportionment mm-hmm. just to, so companies can try to model to understand what their, what their what the entire landscape might look like depending which way Treasury would go. I think this one allows us to maybe just eliminate one of those particular options but you know what are the consequences with respect to the other options we're all very anxious to, to to see. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like more information about this topic, please email the participants. Their email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.